Scope Podcast 137, Billy Reeves here, hello, hope you're well. My two favourite people in music, Nick Beggs, Crayola Lectern uh, coming up as we celebrate the Helicopter of the Holy Ghost and Trifecta albums. We'll also be hearing from the Anchoress and uh, new music from uh, The Pineapple Thief. Let's start though with Tesseract from the astonishing audio-visual experience portals. This is Concealing Fate Part 1. Tesseract, Concealing Fate Part 1 from Portals, a screenplay, a career retrospective, a live film. Anything was possible when nothing was possible back in December. Four-disc book set, Blu-ray, 3LP, 2CD digipack. And you can see a clip of that track on YouTube. And we'll be hearing from Amos, from the band, the whole story behind Portals in the next K-Scope podcast. And what does Stephen Wilson's band get up to when he's not around? The answer, according to Nick Beggs, is Fission. Trifecta, Blundell, Holtzman, Beggs. This is called The Enigma of Mr. Fripp.
kitten and its name was Spot. Its name was Spot. Its name was Spot. I once brought a kitten and its name was Spot. It smelt a lot. Its name oh. Just can't get any inspiration today. Billy Reeves, what are you calling me at this strange hour? I was about to have a lie down. It is, I guess it is a strange hour, isn't it? Because it's neither first thing in the morning, it's neither the afternoon. There's no, this is the sort of time of day where you would definitely never eat any food. If you were um, in a, a death metal band, it's probably the time of day you'd sacrifice virgins at the stake. I really like your record, Begsy. I'm going to call you Begsy through this like we're old mates and we play Sunday football. I think it's one of the best records I've ever heard. You need to talk to my wife. Why? What now? Yeah, well, she says it's the worst thing she's ever heard. Why? Because she's an 80s kind of a girl. And I think, yeah, I just think we've hit that point in our relationship in which she's just going, oh, no, not another fucking record. Um, I think when you put musicians together or people who think they can play, they um, they just want to start rubbing their willies together. And that's basically what happened. We we used a technique called how pissed off can you make the sound crew? Um, so we would during rehearsal, during sound checks for Stephen Wilson, we'd do the two you know, maybe three tracks because Steve hates doing sound checks. So he he wants to get off and um, go back and watch Game of Thrones as quickly as possible. Um, and and the, uh, but we we said, okay, listen, he's gone, and all the sound crew are standing around going, bloody jazz club, bloody jazz club. Can't they piss off? We want to have our dinner. And we're like, making all these sounds. And look, we're look, look, I'm looking at the guitar tech and he's and it's becoming really gargoylean. And I'm thinking, this is great. I like to run with the nasty boys because, I mean, I'm such a well-heeled kind of gal. Um, and they just, you know, I always get attracted to the troubled, the troubled ones. That's, you know. Yeah. You've been with Stephen Wilson quite a long time now, Begsy. I've been close to him and he doesn't seem to have an odour. What does he smell like? Well, my wife tells me that I don't have an odour either. Is that because you've been together for a long time? Could, could have been that. But I will tell you this, he makes me eat my toast in the garden if I go to his house. Once you decided what had survived from the Annoy the Soundman rehearsals, what came together really quickly and what conversely was really difficult once you were heading towards We've Got to Hand It In Now? The last track on the album is called Hold It Like That and that was the first one we wrote. And and it seemed uh, that every time I sent um, uh, Adam files, he'd lose them. He does live in New York, so he might have been stolen. So that one kind of floated around for a bit and then... I think the easiest piece was one that I'd had lying around for quite a long time called um, Lie to Me and Take My Money. And I, I just sent it to him and he said, man, I love this shit. So, and he just sent it back and Craig did his thing and it was, it was like falling off a log. What are your hopes for Fragments now it's out in the real world, Begsy? Um, I'd like my wife to recognise it for the work of genius that it really is. Instead of having ceremonial bonfires in the garden each time I get a package from K-Scope. You know, just not having, yeah, just not having your wife set fire to your vinyl would be a personal triumph, I think. I've been talking to people about the future of live music. I know you've been out with Howard Jones recently, but, you know, post-pandemic, what's the, what's the future of live and recorded music, do you think? The lounge concert where your favourite band turns up to your house 
Uh, you can drink beer, do your knitting, and they perform your song, or their, your favourite song for them, or, or, you know, encore, or they'll even work to a set list of your choice. Trifecta, three chaps from Stephen Wilson's band, Craig Blundell, Adam Holtzman, and you heard Nick Beggs there. The album is called uh, Fragments, and that track is called Have You Seen What The Neighbours Are Doing? One of my favourite people in the world, Nick Beggs. Must be an amazing kick being in a band with him, but I am in a band with my favourite musician, Crayola Lectern. The Helicopter of the Holy Ghost featuring Mark Morris from the Blue Tones on vocals. The album is called Afters. It's out now. Before we hear from Crayola, let's hear Tony Got a Car. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Tony got a car, the helicopter of the Holy Ghost from the LP Afters, featuring Gavin Laird from Telstar Ponies on guitar, Darren Charles from Godsticks on guitar, Mark Morris on vocals, Mark Peters from Engineers on Telecaster, and the chap we're going to hear from now, Crayola Lectern on piano. You may have seen the story in The Guardian or in Prog or in any number of the amazing reviews this record has had. I had a car accident in 2001, nearly killed me. I was in a coma, I was in hospital for four months. I was housebound for a year, I had to learn how to walk again. My brother gave me a couple of mini discs, which was with the police report. Uh, They had been rescued from the crash. Uh, They had some demos on that I have absolutely no memory of at all. Thought it might be good fun to turn them into an album. Fantastic news that K-Scope have put it out. It wouldn't have been possible without our musical director, Crayola Lecter. He's had an interesting time recently, to say the least. A care home manager, the crisis of COVID causing all sorts of trauma for the residents and from his family so he became a full-time musician and teacher recently a big life change for him so that's the first thing I asked him about I was a care home worker so that I could continue being a musician really I remained prolific as a musician as a care home worker Um, quite a few gigs and albums were made and played and the development continued very happily and I did some teaching on the side so I think yeah if you're asking if you can be successful financially as a musician 
by which I mean keeping a roof over your head and the heads of your family. You need to be an incredibly good administrator, an incredibly good networker. You need to be a teacher, a collaborator. You need to cover all the different aspects of what a musician is. So yeah, it's quite a daunting concept. A lot of musicians really have jobs to kind of see them through during the day. It's not like the 80s and the 90s anymore. The myth that we were susceptible to when we were young was that not only could you make a living out of it, but you could make a comfortable living and never have to worry about money. All of the great musicians I know do have to worry about money. I don't think you need to seek to validate yourself as a musician by how much money you make or whether it pays the bills. It's something that you either are or you're not. Uh, To many of us, it's quite a curse. It's a gift and a curse, both at the same time. And for those around you who have to put up with your unremitting self-belief, it's a curse for them too. And that's why we need to protect ourselves as musicians against being exploited by the many unscrupulous wheeler-dealers that are around you, of course, Crayola, have a connection with K-Scope in that you're big buddies with Cavus off of Out of Gong. How do you know him? Carvus and I must have been on each other's radars since the early 90s. He had a band called the Monsoon Bassoon, who were great. I used to go and see them sometimes. I had a band called Map. We were kind of linked in a scene where there were these various bands that played in tricky time signatures had a sense of humour, were a bit awkward, not doing the normal stuff that was going around us at the time. It was all quite anti-scene. One such band was Ad Nauseam, which had my friend John Poole in at the time, and he went on to playing Cardiacs. And Cardiacs, of course, Carvus. Carvis was guitar teching for them when John was playing. But I still never really met Carvis until years later, in the early days of his band Knife World, probably, whom I put on to play a gig in Brighton at the Albert. I have a massive respect for Carvis. He's managed to play in these incredible bands, and the music he plays is incredibly difficult. And in true tradition, like Cardiacs, he played it with joy. Uh, He was a real member of that family. He was a cardiac before he was a cardiac. And what he's brought to Gong is just beautiful. Gong are as good as they have ever been, in my opinion. I fell in love with Gong, uh, with the album Camembert Electric, and some of the other stuff, um, one called You. And what they're doing now is just fantastic. It's, It's got that magic. It's got those silly hooks, the, 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 the sort of madness, but the warmth. And, um, and Carvus has been handed the torch from David Allen and he's running with it, you know, to victory. Your job essentially was to add the finesse. So what came together quickly and what was a bit of a pain in the bum? I can't really pick one that is the hardest sometimes like the easiest songs are the hardest ones to actually learn because say you've got two chords but they kind of swap around 
at places where you weren't expecting it. That can be harder than playing a song with 16 chords in it sometimes because knowing where those changes occur. So there was one song that you had which didn't make it onto the album which um, was just a sort of collage which you gave me and I tried to sort of knit a thread through there and that was uh, that was quite challenging but I did enjoy it you know it's the thing when you're getting challenged that's actually when you're having the most fun
the star of my show Oh no Cause dreams they explode Which must come as quite a blow Written by Crayola Lectern, produced by Richard Archer from Hardfi, My Good Self and Cola Ray. That's the opening track of Afters by the Helicopter of the Holy Ghost, and that's entitled Slow Down. My thanks to Crayola Lectern for his time and his piano playing. Now, one of the albums of the year will undoubtedly be The Anchoress. It's entitled The Art of Losing, and this is the Worried About Satan remix of Show Your Face.
Catherine Ann Davis, professionally known as the Anchoress. You may have heard her interview with Sir Elton John on his Rocket Hour internet radio programme recently. And of course, someone else tipping the art of losing as one of the albums of the year, Mr Nicky Wire from Manic Street Preachers. Now we heard a track from Portals, the Tesseract live performance film, and another band who couldn't tour during lockdown despite having an album out there were of course our friends The Pineapple Thief with their most recent opus versions of The Truth. Now I'm delighted that both bands will be out playing shortly. The Pineapple Thief have just announced dates in the UK, Europe and North America and also their live performance film Nothing But The Truth gets the multi-format release treatment on the 22nd of October. Cinematic, moody, filmed in the round on a freezing cold day up in Bedfordshire in the winter. And we can hear a track from it now. The Pineapple Thief, Our Maya. Speak to you soon. Ta-da! Into a Maya. 